Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, my little spooky friends, and welcome back to this, the Haunted Estate, your one-stop shop for everything paranormal, haunted history, your ghost stories, my ghost stories, and everything in between here on the Haunted Estate. I think I just said that, but I'm going to say it again, the Haunted Estate, the Haunted Estate, the, the, the Haunted Estate. We should have a really cool song. Sorry, I should grown up a little bit, right? It is so early. It is 7.25 in the morning. I got up at 6.30 thinking I would rock the world try and get some podcasts in the bucket so I have them to upload. So I have done that, my friends, and it is very early, and I want to do a couple little shout-outs. We are going to talk to about the blah, blah, blah. Selena, use your words. First, do I sound super Canadian? I'm curious, because I, I see I watch Canadian television. I'm like, whoa, they sound Canadian. Anyways, let's talk about Top City. Our, is Los Amos, then Stockholm, Sweden, uh, Corvell's... Oregon, I'm guessing, Ingersoll, Winnipeg, Hyde Park, Toronto. Those are our top cities. Top country is United States, then Canada, then Sweden, then Australia, then United Kingdom, then Austria, Mexico, India, Netherlands. And our top downloader is still the iPhone, which is what I use. I download my own podcast. Of course I do. If you're listening to this, you know what you should do right now. Jump on your computer and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're on. It will help me. It will help you because it'll get more people sending more content in, more stories, you name it. Today's episode, we are going to go in again to uh, the saga of Sammy, another story from her, other stories, and some haunted history. I hope you really enjoy the haunted estate, and uh, let me rock your world. Call and tell us your ghost story at one 877 260 and visit us at com. Anyways, this is the same Sammy who just sent you a short story about a small house and two brothers bothered by a ghostly being. Say that ten times fast. (laughs) Apparently I can't because I can't even say it once. As promised, here's more encounters. In the chilly days of February 1997, my family of five moved into a large bedroomed house on the other side of Pablo, Colorado. Pueblo? Pablo? Pueblo? Pa? We're going to move on. You get it, right? It's in Colorado. Definitely not Mexico. (laughs) My brothers were never bothered again by the lady in white that they had encountered many times at the last house and had come to find the new home peaceful. I, however, did not have the same experience. I never really cared about the dead, ghosts, or any of the morbid subjects in life until confronted by the most unsettling encounter of my life. I was in middle school. 
My oldest brother had moved out. My other brother was sleeping at a friend's house. And my mom had talked my dad into a night on the town. I was left to myself in the basement room of this large house. It didn't bother me. I just stayed up and watched TV, until finally I scuttled off to bed around 11pm. I couldn't go to sleep that night. Whether it was from the adrenaline of staying up late and not getting in trouble, or the uneasy fact that I was truly alone, I'm not sure. All I know is that my little preteen mind decided going across the dark basement, up two flights of stairs and into the kitchen in the dead of night for a glass of water was the smartest course of action. It'd been years of practicing navigating through without the lights on, so I expertly dodged the TV stand, the book taste, and climbed the stairs. As I neared the top, I felt the need to look over my left shoulder into the upstairs living room through the wooden banister. As my eyes scanned the boring, empty living room, I was quickly drawn into the corner of it. In this corner was a small, oddly shaped shelf that held the family's cassettes. That's really the only thing that could fit in the small space between the couch and the wall. And the love seat set against said wall. Or so I thought. Instead of seeing this waist-height shelf, I saw a pitch-black shadow. It was like an outline of a very tall man. I figured he was well over six feet. Taller than anyone I'd ever seen. The body was skinny and stretched. The thing that caught my eyes were his piercing red ones looking back at me. I froze in my stride. I didn't know what this was. Who was it, or what do I do? I was level-headed for a middle schooler, and I just kept staring at it. I figured if I just looked long enough, my eyes would adjust, and I would see the details of a guy who had snuck into the house and was trying to hide from me. No details ever sprang from the intense darkness. I stared longer, harder, was my mind transposing items into the dark room to look like this? No. The smaller shelf was all that would be over there. Also, the large windows were letting in enough light from the street lamp outside that everything else in the room was clear as can be. I felt a sickening feeling as I watched the red eyes blink. I knew that this was nothing I'd ever encountered. I realized quickly that getting a drink was out of the question, and turning my back on this might not be wise. I stood on the stairs for what felt like an eternity. A body as dark as the void that stood still as the grave. Red eyes gleamed at me, examining me as I did it. Seconds ticked by as pronounced by the wall clock in the living room. I was tense. This entity didn't move or disappear. I finally made my way back down the stairs, through the basement, and into my bedroom. I walked backwards the whole way narrowly avoiding the shelf that always trips me up. I watched for a pair of crimson orbs following me in the darkness. They never came for me. I never saw the entity again, and I never told my family, since I don't know what encounter they would think about or want to discuss. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It was not the end of the shadowy person. However, it was merely the beginning. Call and tell us your ghost story toll free at one 3428 Thank you, Sammy, so much for your story. I love your stories. They're so well-written. Sometimes they get tripped up. I'm very sorry. It's early. Don't blame me. Um, there's nothing scarier than a shadow person, especially something that doesn't make any noise. And it's just like, oh, hi, I'm here. Nice to see you. Um, I've seen a couple. The one that really caught me was at an investigation, not an investigation, more of a home reading that I was called into in London, Ontario. We had kind of sat up the night. I was in a room by myself trying to do my thing and what really struck me was when I turned around and I just saw it was blue eyes it wasn't it wasn't red but the the mass that the shadow took up and it just seemed to grow into the room um weirdly I didn't pick up any negative energy off of it but that is never cool especially when you're alone without your parents um I'm really excited to hear another one. Your stories, the saga of Sammy, will continue on the next episode. So now I have some graveyard shift stories. Nothing are better than those because we all know the weird things that go on in the dead of night. Anyways, let's go into it. I work as a transporter in a hospital. About two years ago, we moved from the old city hospital to a new state art facility, state of art facility. The old hospital was built in the 1930s and was showing its age. At night, it was just plain creepy. Each floor had an east and west wing. The east wing on the fourth floor was the first wing to be shut down about two weeks before the move. One night around 9.30, I'm up on the floor trying to get a patient from the west wing. I see a small group of nurses and aides who all used to work in the now closed down east wing. They looked visibly shaken. I walked over to see if everything was okay. They told me that they had decided to walk through the old wing for nostalgia's sake. When they were over there, the phone at the nurse's station started ringing. The computers and phones had not been moved. Not sure what to do, one of the nurses reached over the counter and answered the phone. The nurse told me that there was a woman's voice on the other end and it sounded confused. This was the conversation I can best remember it. This is blank. How may I help you? Asked the nurse. Hello. Who is this? I'm a nurse. Is there anything I can help you with? Where am I? This is the hospital. Are you a patient here? Oh, okay. Then the line went dead. That's when the nurse finally looked at the screen on the phone to see where the call was coming from. The phone gave the number directly near directly next to the nurse's station. The rooms by this point had all been cleared out. The phones removed. They could see directly into the room and see that nobody was in there. That's when they bolted towards the rest wing. I was getting off the elevator. I avoided that wing for the rest of the week. 
I work in a, uh, oh my God, words. I work at a crisis nursery, which is a child care facility that provides emergency and respite care for children under the age of seven. I used to work graveyards all the time. I have to say first that I'm absolutely a non-believer in paranormal stuff. That being said, that being said, at two in the morning in a dark room when you and two or three girls in their 20s are the only adults in the building, stuff gets pretty creepy. The facility that I work in is named for a child who was beaten to death by one of their parents. The nursery was started in their name to hopefully prevent another child dying a violent death at the hands of a stressed out caregiver. So the story goes around that this kid's spirit haunts the nursery and is mostly active at night. They tell me that one of the reasons everyone thinks this place is haunted is because many people have reported seeing different children asking about that kid. As in, why doesn't that kid have to go to bed while pointing at nothing? I brush it off and basically forget about it. A few weeks later, I was asleep in the room, the bedroom where all the kids sleep. There must always be an adult in that room with the children. I'm by myself, just chilling, reading a book with a book light. The rest of the room is pitch black and silent. All of a sudden, this kid, recently, probably four or five, sits bolt upright in bed and says, Hey, how come they aren't asleep? Why do they get to play? I want to play too. All while pointing at the wall with no kids in the vicinity. Instant crazy shivers all over me. I was so scared. I almost screamed. I refused to be in there for a moment more. I work at a hospital overnight. By far the creepiest thing that's happened while I was cleaning out two rooms after patients left. The rooms were connected with one exit. I cleaned the first room, left for 10 minutes, got my supplies, and went back to the other. I saw a little old lady in the chair, hunched over. I stared back at her for a few seconds. I thought it was odd that they would put a patient in that room already. I became cleaning and looked back in the other room. It's empty. She disappeared. I would have seen if she walked past me. Creepy. No one on that floor fit the description I gave of her, except a lady who had died in that room an hour before my shift. When I had just graduated high school, I started working at a truck stop a few miles outside of town. I usually work evenings, but I had to switch shifts with the night guy shift, so there I was at 3 a.m. fighting sleep. A car pulls into the parking lot and parks. There's a guy in the driver's seat, crying. A woman in the passenger seat, just staring straight ahead, not moving, no emotion whatsoever. They sat there for what seemed like an hour. Then the guy gets out and comes in. He grabs a few random items, puts them on the counter. The whole time he's looking all around checking for other people, but there was no one but us for miles. Then he stares right into my very soul and says, it's quiet out here, isn't it? So quiet you can almost hear the angels singing. I muttered something unmemorable and he left. She never moved. A phone used to call me on 911 every night make horrible screaming noise or sometimes white noise, and then disconnect. Scared the living shit out of me. The number was a landline for a vacant residence. The offers were sent out every time and never found a thing. I was repeatedly assured that the sounds on the line were due to a faulty phone line or the rain, but it never stopped bothering me.
I used to work as a night watchman on a large property. Not just a big building, but a large surrounding property, probably 50 acres. Well, this property was not in the best of areas. It was kind of secluded and near a subdivision. Anyways, it had sat with a very long driveway that was gated. One night, I started my rounds by walking to the front door. It was all lit up. As soon as I lock the door behind me and take a step, I hear a woman's voice scream, Oh my God, somebody please help me, up at the end of the driveway. It was somewhat faint, and it took five running steps into the driveway and skidded to a stop and ran back inside to call the cops. They responded with multiple police cars and a helicopter. They found absolutely nothing. I still think it could have been someone trying to lure me out there. Around 12 years ago, I was working security at a small complex headquarters in New York City. My partner for the night had called in sick, so I had to work from midnight to six, all by my lonesome. Now, normally this wouldn't be a problem. I just had to sit in the back room and watch some cameras and occasionally head out for a sweep. Nothing to it, right? Well, as it turns out, one of the employees had stayed in the building after hours and managed to avoid my co-worker's sweep from the pe previous shift. I first noticed movement in my peripheral vision, one of the screens, and then a few minutes later. This was odd, because I was used to quiet nights in this particular building. I was a little scared when I headed for my sweep, but this was my job. So I grabbed my flashlight and headed out to begin. I had to start the sweep in one big hallway, and right as I entered, I saw a flash of movement at the end of it. At this point, I was sufficiently freaked out. I stood frozen for a minute or so, looking into the semi-darkness, unsure of what to do. The decision was taken out of my hands. However, as I heard a gunshot resound in the hallway, that was the scariest moment of my life. I slowly walked down that hallway to investigate. I reached the end and saw, to my left, a president office light was on. Slowly, I approached the door and creaked it open. Scared shitless, what I saw will forever haunt me. The man had taken a seat in the president's chair and shot himself in the head with a pistol, splattering blood and brains all over the floor and wall. Apparently, this guy was having problems at home, and because the president was supposedly a total asshole to him, he decided to off himself and scare the crap out of the president at the same time. In any case, I threw up a few times and called the police. I got the next two weeks off. I still have nightmares sometimes. I saw a live guy's brain working in the night shift at a hotel front desk. One night, our hotel was hosting a college baseball team. The team had come back around 11 and set up in their rooms to go to bed. No big deal. Then around 1 o'clock, one of the coaches came back absolutely hammered. They went up to their rooms, and that was the last I heard from them for about an hour. While I was setting up for breakfast, I heard the elevator ding. Out of the elevator burst one of the coaches. He runs straight out the door. Odd, but okay. Whatever. He comes running back inside, shouting, He fell! He fell! I ran outside while pulling my phone out and dialing 911 to see that one of the coaches who came back earlier faced down on the ground in a huge puddle of blood. The paramedics got there and were loading him up when one of them wiped off his forehead. 
there, the guy who had fallen out of the third-story window, straight on his head, and split it open, so wide and deep that you could see his brain. He was life-flighted to a bigger hospital up north. He lived. I got a raise the next day. Some of these aren't really paranormal, but they're still really fun, so I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I was shutting down projectors and closing down the movie theater around 2 in the morning. I shut off one of the projectors and turned around to see that the one in the other theater started to play Insidious from the beginning, without the previews. It was extremely out of place, considering that the projectors were programmed for the movies to start automatically with the 20-minute 20, 20 previews built in. No show was scheduled. I still don't know how it started, but I locked myself in the office for the rest of the night. Right out of college, I got a job as a nanny for two elementary-aged girls. For their anniversary, the parents went on a week-long cruise, and I stayed with the kids. The first few nights, the eight-year-old would come into my room multiple times a night and wake me up. It was obvious she hadn't pre-planned what she was going to give me as a reason for waking me. So she would stumble through an excuse on the spot like, I wanted to make sure we were still going to the park tomorrow, or I think I forgot to brush my teeth and wondered if I should do it now or wait till morning. I figured she was just missing her parents and feeling out of sorts, so I let it slide at first. By the fourth or fifth time, knowing I need to sleep to keep up with the two active kids, I told her that she wasn't to wake me up unless there was an emergency. I get a couple more hours of undisturbed sleep, but I wake up with a weird feeling around five in the morning. I turn over and nearly piss myself. The girl had brought a chair right next to the bed and was staring down at me. It didn't help that she had long dark hair that happened, and this happened to be a few months after the ring came out. Her explanation? I thought it'd be fun to watch you sleep. I didn't wake you. Touché, kiddo. I worked night audit at a semi-swanky semi hotel next to the airport. One night, I get a call from lady in room 204. She says there was arguing, loud banging and crying out of 206. I check the computer. No one is checked into that room due to maintenance issues. I called my supervisor to see what to do. She told me to call the on-site security and follow up with a key. As we get off an ele elevator, we can hear the crying. It's loud. My heart's racing as we, get, as we near the door. So I hand the key to the security guard. The next five minutes seem to happen in slow motion. He opens the door and immediately flicks the light. As we enter the room, the shower is on, steam coming out from under the door. There is only one lamp in the room. It's super cold. And there is a lady in a red, lacy, black bra. I didn't know it could be black and red. <laughs> and black panties with super red hair curled up, crying on the bed. She was facing away from us. She sort of stopped crying and rolled over. When she did, a wave of horror came over me. She was super pale, covered in, covered in blood, and was staring behind us. That's when I realized that the shower had stopped and the door was open. There was a man about six foot five standing in the doorway. As we turned around, the cops tased and arrest him. Turns out he was a rapist who hides in hotel rooms, kidnaps women who stay there, cuts them open. To this day, I will never go into another hotel again. I used to work at City Hall a few years ago as a security guard. There were abandoned jail cells in the basement. 
I haven't been in there for years, but a part of my duty was to patrol them for any squatters. It was probably my second time patrolling alone, and things started to get really weird. I went down into the old prison holding cells. It was a long, narrow hallway with cells on both sides. The hallway was lit with bulbs hanging from the ceiling. I was walking past the fourth column of cells when the lights went out. I turned my flashlight on and walked back towards the light switch. Right when I was about to turn them back on, they flickered on again. I started walking fast past the cells while quickly checking them. I was about halfway through when the lights went off again. I heard two cells slam. I ran with my flashlight straight towards the under end of the hallway to my workstation. They called my supervisor and asked him if there were any electrical issues that had been reported. He said no. I had two hours left on my shift. I couldn't leave. I was so paranoid. Two different times I saw someone get on the elevator as I came around the corner. I said, hold the door, as the door started to close. It opened back up like someone hit the button. When I got on the elevator, there was no one there. Many times, just as I came around that corner, the elevator door would open, and no one was ever in the elevator. I had not, not pushed the call button or anything. I would always say thanks when I got on the empty elevator. Call and tell us your story. Toll free at one 877 3428 and visit us at com. So, those are those stories, my friends. I hope you are having a wonderful day. This will wrap up this episode of The Haunted Estate. Don't forget, if you have a topic that you would like me to research, please send it to me at selena at thehauntedestate.com. Thehauntedestate.com is my website where you can find links to any articles used in the episode. Everything that you need to find about me is there. Yes, my book is coming out very soon. I have been having it edited. And when I say soon, I mean don't push me on it i hope it'll be soon regardless anyways there's also a donate button on the feel free to click that give me money <laughs> anyways have a great day guys angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well if you own a home you know how much work it can take whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality it can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.